1: Hi, I'm Caroline Stephen, financial journalist. Welcome to this week's episode of Talking Trading. High net worth investors desire not only a lifetime of wealth, they often wish to leave an ongoing legacy. The biggest difference between high net worth investors and the average Australian is mindset. Whilst the average Australian takes financial advice from well-meaning but non-wealthy people, successful investors often have mentors and mastermind groups who are able to see your blind spots and move you through limiting subconscious beliefs. For the second time this year, we feature Michael Yardney of Metropole Property Solutions. Michael has been voted Australia's leading property investment advisor. He is the author of six books – Two of which have become Amazon number one bestsellers. Michael's award winning team at Metropole have bought, sold, and financed hundreds of millions of dollars worth of property. We talk to Michael today about creating a lifetime legacy of wealth. Michael Yardney, hello and welcome to Talking Trading.
0: Thanks for having me on, Caroline.
1: Now, let's talk about creating a lifetime of wealth. Why do you think, being the property mogul you are, it's important for people to invest in property rather than just trading the financial markets?
0: Well, it's not an either-or, Caroline, but I think that the way most people have developed lifetime wealth, most people have managed to leave a legacy for their family, for their kids, is to build an asset base. So the concept of using trading for a form of income – or having a business, or having a job, and then using some of your income from there to build an asset base that in the future will give you cash flow is uh, the way I think most Australians, most people around the world have developed the financial freedom they wanted. So it's not neither or, Caroline, is it?
1: Often I see people who are investing and making the big bucks They sometimes only think about themselves and how it can benefit them. In your mind, do you think investors should be more altruistic and focused on giving back?
0: It's something that I believe is important if you're considering true wealth. To me, true wealth has nothing to do with how many properties you've got, how much money you've got, how big your share portfolio is. To me, your wealth is what you're left with when they take that all away. And we've all had adversities at times, health issues, other issues, and so money's not going to solve those problems. So to me, true wealth is money plus health, money plus your family and friends and people to enjoy it with, money plus the ability to grow Keep learning, keep improving. Money plus spirituality, the ability to uh, in- enjoy your life as you are now. And so, therefore, I think another important part, and it's important for me, is to actually give back to contribute to yourself, to your community, to your family. Um, if all you're ever doing is chasing money and toys, I don't think you're going to be truly, in my con- definition wealthy but you're probably not going to be happy either so when we get together with our high net worth clients i know i've done it when when we sat together with the louise and chris's net high net worth clients to it sessions like at our wealth retreat and you ask them if you had all the money in the world if you had the ability to keep having all the trading income or property income what would you do When they make a list of what they want to do, a huge percentage of those things that they talk about, Caroline, is leaving a legacy, giving a contribution, giving back to the community. And that's, in my mind, you're right, a a significant portion of uh, real wealth.
1: The Buddhists say that when you die, you don't take anything with you other than what you've contributed to other people's lives.
0: Yeah, and also we all have families, and it's not what you leave your kids. In my mind, it's what you leave in your kids. uh, Teaching them these sort of principles is very important to me.
1: What sort of advice would you give to our traders who are hoping to establish their own legacy?
0: Well, I guess you've got to try and work out what's different between the average trader and those small group who are successful. What's the difference between successful entrepreneurs and business people and property investors and the average? And really, in my mind, the big thing that differentiates them is their their mindset. I know people say, oh, some have got more knowledge or some have got a better education or a better school, but in my mind, the biggest thing that influences success um, is your mindset, the way you think. And that has to do with sport. It has to do with all sorts of other things as well. So if you ask me what advice I'd give, i would be to invest in yourself to understand the importance of that. And I think that's one of the reasons Louise and Chris and I get on so well, because we have a similarity of understanding of what differentiates successful people and it's something we have studied and it's something that can be learned. Caroline, goes way, way back to the old Napoleon Hill book, Think and Grow Rich, where he found in those days, a century ago, successful people shared 17 common traits. And interestingly, what he found was they weren't born with them. So isn't that interesting, Caroline? You actually have to, to be successful. You've got to share common traits with other successful people. You've got to model them. But the great news is You don't actually have to be born with those.
1: It's things you can learn. And what are they? What are some of those?
0: Well, a lot of it has to do with how you think about money, how you think about wealth, how you think about uh, rich people. And I guess what I've found is the average Australian has been taught by unwealthy people. They've been taught Mm. by people who... Well-meaning, their parents, their peers, their friends, uh, so who you hang around with makes a difference. That's why having a mastermind group is important. That's why having mentors is important. That's why um, having every now and then some time out to work on yourself and to see what are your goals – Are they still really important to me? Do you even have set goals, written down goals? And then what are you doing to get around that? Because life gets in the way and lives tend to be so busy at the moment. Um, You you come out of the seminars, you listen to Talking Trading, you get Louise's newsletter and you think, yeah, I'm going to do something. And then uh, most of us aren't disciplined enough to follow through. But there are some successful traits. You've got to learn them. You've got to teach them. Uh, You've got to... In, in, embed them because a lot of all this is happening subconsciously, Caroline, unconsciously. I wake up personally every Monday saying, I'm going to diet, I'm going to lose weight. But by, <laughs> but by lunchtime, I've already broken my diet. So my conscious thoughts and what I want to do and what <laughs> unconsciously drives me is very different.
1: Those Freddo frogs just keep jumping into your mouth. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, they do.
1: <laughs> Michael, tell me a little bit about financial thermostats. Well, really,
0: I believe we all got... A financial thermostat, the level of wealth we're comfortable with, and this happens with traders, it happens with property investors, it happens with business people. If you think about it, Donald Trump's thermostat would be set to billions. If he was only a millionaire, he'd feel uncomfortable. On the other hand, the average Australian's thermostat is set to Thousands, uh, and, and in fact, that's an that old story, uh, Caroline, that if you took all the money in the world and you distributed it evenly, I don't know, in five years' time, seven years' time, two years' time, it'll all be back in the same proportions because we have our own thermostats, the level of comfort of wealth we're most comfortable with. And when I say this to people, I say, that's not fair, Michael. You're wealthy because you understand property. I don't know that stuff. Well, Michael, that's not fair. You've got a good job. I haven't got a good job. And in fact, if you think that way, you'll never become wealthy. It really has to do with your own internal thermostat, which you weren't born with. None of us were born knowing how to do money. So we were taught by things we saw, things we experienced, things we heard uh, by, as I said a moment ago, probably in general, well people so first step is to recognize your limiting beliefs I guess it means that we're all driving around with one foot on the accelerator and one on the brake so we're driving around doing good stuff but we also got these um, beliefs that are disempowering so we've got to recognize them and we've got to replace them and we've got to then uh, replace them with you get rid of them I guess first of all then rep so first recognize then get rid of and then replace with empowering beliefs and that's why you need a a mentor that's why you need a group of people around you to actually see your blind spots it's easy for us to catch our partners our life partners our husband's wives, spouses uh, not being true to themselves and sometimes even lying to themselves about things they do it's really hard for us to catch ourselves isn't it caroline
1: you yourself have a life coach don't
0: you I have a number of coaches. I have a a business coach. I spend over $100,000 a year on coaching. I go to the best seminars I can. I I learned a long time ago the concept of tithing. We talked about legacy before. In other words, you've got to give 10%. You don't have to. I believe one should give back to the community to help. But the other interesting thing is I've learned about giving back and reinvesting in myself. So I, therefore, every year take the most – beneficial courses I can spend time improving myself, get business coaches and mentors. The challenge as you become wealthier, Caroline, is to keep spending 10% on yourself. But it's the best investment I have found I make because the returns I get are two, 3,000% because my business coaches who cost me over $100,000 a year have made me much, much more than that every year.
1: What has accumulating wealth meant to you along your journey? What have been the most valuable things you've learned?
0: I think it took me half my life, Caroline, to learn that I didn't have to prove myself to other people. For the first half of my life, I was trying to prove myself to my father. I was trying to prove myself to first uh, father-in-law. And if you're chasing money and wealth to prove yourself, to feel secure, to, to out of fear, which came from my poverty as a child, it actually didn't get rid of my fear. It actually didn't make me feel bad better about myself. uh, It it, it didn't help at all and so I had to go through some difficult times and some interesting lessons to then learn uh, the next stage of uh, what true wealth is about. We spoke a little bit about this a couple of moments ago um, and and actually have a, a good reason, a useful reason, a positive reason for accumulating wealth and that includes contributing to my family. In my blended family, I have six kids and seven grandchildren to contribute back to the community. Now I'm obliged to become wealthier, to keep accumulating assets because it's actually helping not just me and not just collecting toys, but it's helping other people, Caroline.
1: What would be a logical next step for traders and investors intent on developing a lifetime of wealth?
0: I guess the first thing is to understand why you are at the level of wealth you currently are. And interestingly, I ask people, would you like me to tell you what your thermostat is set for? And they say, of course I would. So I say, well, your thermostat is set for everything you currently have now. And they say, oh, that's not right, Michael. That's not fair. Uh, <laughs> but the answer is, if you were set for more, you would have it. That's why Donald Trump was a billionaire, lost it all and got it back again. You'll see that as a reasonably common trait of successful trader's business people, entrepreneurs, they've all had their down times but they get back up to there again and to that high level. So first of all, recognize what your current financial thermostat is set for. Then get mentors to help you get to the next level. Join a mastermind group of people who are positive and non-competitive who are going to help you because you really are very much a reflection of the people you hang around with, the books you read, the mentors you have Um, and, and then Get your life partner, your spouse on board with this as well because it's actually very, very hard to do in isolation. So in summary, recognize where you are, recognize where you want to get to and then get the tools and the people around you and do it.
1: You know, Michael, a couple of years ago, I attended your wealth retreat up at the Gold Coast and I have, honest to God, got to say it was a pivotal moment in life. It changed my paradigm completely and utterly. Your information changed it. And it was there, and I get asked this question, All the time, how did Talking Trading start and how did I meet Louise? I actually met Louise up at Wealth Retreat. She was presenting on stage and I was in the front row sitting there in the audience as an ex journalist. And it was due to the power of association, it was due literally to being in the same room with 50 other investors who were all intent on establishing a legacy that Louise actually had the idea for a radio show and Talking Trading. And that's how it was born. And that's the power of association and hanging around with other people who are invested in their dreams.
0: Caroline, I think that's one of the reasons we put Wealth Retreat together about 10 years ago. It came from some of my high net worth clients saying, Michael, I've read the books, I've been to the seminars, I read the blogs. What now? I found that people, when they get to a certain level, have a couple of common issues. One is isolation. They don't have a lot of other people to talk to about these mm-hmm. issues. Number two, there's always a bit of fear still uh, getting to the next level, and there's a lot of mixed messages. It's very, very hard to become wealthy on your own, and that's the reason why for five days we put the best faculty of trading, property, business, tax, finance people together but it's not a tax seminar, it's not a share seminar, it's not really a property seminar, it's about becoming the best you. So you're right, I remember the beginning sessions where we actually have a look at what you're doing and it's a bit like my mentorship program and Louise's on steroids and you get a whole lot of stuff in a short period of time because I found a lot of people have lost their drive, they've lost their goals, they're successful... But they, they've lost their inspiration in many ways. So what we do is teach them a whole lot of new things. See, there's a lot of stuff people know, and a lot of stuff people know they don't know, but there's that whole area of things that they don't even know they don't know, which we start them off with, and then we give them a toolbox full of new tools to get to the next level. And for the last four or five years, there's been a large number of Chris and Louise's talking trading and share trading uh, people who've come along to wealth retreat who I've seen like you grow to the next level Hmm. the masterminding the networking the joint venturing is important so people learn not just from the faculty but from living together for five days with other people who Many of them are at a different level, but everyone's equal. There's no judgment. Uh, We've all had our good times, our bad times, our mistakes, and we're prepared to teach each other. And you're right, it has left some great cliques of mastermind groups, some groups of people who've got interest in shares or property or businesses. Um, And I'm looking forward to it again. Every year we do it on the last weekend of May on the Gold Coast, And this year, Chris and Tate and Louise Bedford are going to be spending a bigger part of it doing it together with me. So there's going to be a bigger emphasis on shares and trading, but there'll be really – I guess the basis for it, if you say, well, why would I come along? It's if you're genuine about moving to the next level to create lifetime wealth, to leave your legacy – That's what those times are for, and it's about the only way you can get one-on-one time with Chris Tate, with Louise Bedford. Now, that's a specialty. I talked him into it, Caroline. Believe me. uh, It's the one-on-one time with Louise, with the tax people. Even if you wanted to buy one of our books at the back of the room, you couldn't. There's nothing to sell. It's a high-level, masterminding, educational event that we're very proud of with a 10-year track record of creating some amazing results. Every year, probably 20% of the people who return attendees like I know you have returned, Nigel has returned, Louise has returned, Chris, Chris, Chris Bedford uh, came the first time. He tested it out even before Louise did. Uh, so uh, therefore, uh, I'm looking forward to it again. And I guess I'm looking forward to meeting a whole lot of new people in the Talking Trading community this year too. So how can people find out more about Wealth Retreat and the details? Well, simply look at the website, wealthretreat.com.au. It'll give you an overview. You can hear a bit about what people have said about it. And then all you've got to do is register your interest. You can't book online. What we want to do is make sure it's for you. So if you just register your interest, uh, Joe, fit my assistant, will get back to you, wealthretreat.com.au, and we'll find out a bit about you, what you want to achieve, whether it would be right for you, and then – the next step is to uh, join us on the Gold Coast for five days uh, and nights of fun. trivia nights, entertainment. And yes you're right, there's even a bit of a few surprises, and we won't tell people what they are, Caroline, otherwise they wouldn't be a surprise.
1: Michael, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much for coming onto the show.
0: My pleasure, Caroline.
1: And that's all we have for you today, guys. Stay tuned next week to hear Jason Cunningham from The Practice on the importance of treating share trading like a business. I'm Caroline Stephen, and on behalf of the team, thanks for your company. We'll see you next week.
0: You've been listening to TalkingTrading.com.au with Caroline Stephen. Make sure you are subscribed to this website to receive the very latest market views, commentary, and expert opinion. Tune in next week as we've got a
1: bumper show planned. Bye for now. The views represented on talking trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regard to your own situation.